Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Web Chatham Report, episode 53. crazy man been a lot of stuff going on on the weekends uh is that fade longer than usual i think it might be but we're gonna leave it we're gonna roll with that yeah it's been it's been crazy also it's really weird talking out loud (laughs) emma is out of town she's at a funeral in florida So I'm home alone with Jane, and I have been talking to Jane, but, you know, I haven't been talking a whole lot in general for the last 24 hours, so it's kind of strange talking out loud. Yeah, I think this is my first solo Jane weekend, actually, you know, it's it's pretty exciting. We, uh, we did a lot of errands, she's pooped a lot, she's played a lot, we got the big time change tonight. Emma thought she might be back tonight, but she's not going to be back tonight, so I'm going to let Jane stay up pretty much as long as she wants tonight. I don't think it's going to be that long though, because right now she's not napping. I am looking at the little baby monitor and she's wide awake, which is really pretty crazy because (laughs) she's got a blanket on her head. It's pretty crazy because last night we put her down, you know, a little bit later than usual, trying to adjust for the time and change. And, uh, you know, I went to bed. She fell asleep quick. It was fine. And then somewhere around 5 a.m., I had the baby monitor with me and it was on because I was not around. And she started crying, and I was like, what's going on? And I was like, she's just crying. She'll fall back asleep. And then after about five minutes, I was like, no, she's not falling back asleep. And I was like, also, wait a minute. It's really cold. And I didn't really realize that last night the temperature dropped. Like Yesterday, the temperature dropped like 30 degrees. It was pretty crazy. Yesterday, it was like 78 and sunny. It was lovely. Very humid, but lovely. And then last night, it was 34 degrees. And I didn't turn the heat on, so she was freezing. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, baby Jane. So I went up there and got her, and she was cold, and I was cold. The whole house was cold, so I turned on all the heat, and I took her downstairs to bed, and I put her in bed with me, and I you know, I turned the heat on in the bedroom, and, and I snuggled, and it was so cute, and she was so happy, and she was like, oh, and then she fell asleep again, and like right next to me in the bed for like an hour, and it was the cutest thing. It was so great, but we still got up at like 6.45, so that was a little rough, but we took advantage of it, and we did some early errands, drove all the way to Durham, got to the Asian market right when it opened. It was pretty exciting. I got some bamboo and restocked my frozen kefir lime leaves because I have the dried ones, but they're like powdered and it's weird. You know, it's kind of like looks like oregano and they just don't do the job like uh, frozen full kefir lime leaves. And I got some mung bean sprouts and a big soy sauce, which is not actually cheaper or any cheaper than it is at the Walmart, but I was there. So I got it. But most excitingly, they had green tea Kit Kats on sale for two bags for $10, which is like usually they're $7.99. So I mean, what is that? Like 40% off. That was exciting. And they had some new weird berry with like chunks on top Japanese Kit Kat that I've never seen before. So my Japanese Kit Kat collection now has like seven varieties, which is pretty exciting. So, you know, it was an exciting day today. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's see. Three weeks. Three weeks. Uh, Two weekends ago, we went to Asbury Park for a wedding. 
met up with the friends Sean and Jussie there for our, our friend Dan's wedding, and it was really exciting because I haven't been to Asbury Park in like 10 years since All Tomorrow's Parties did the Portishead All Tomorrow's Party there, and that was pretty cool. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a good town, and there's this new nice hotel called the Asbury that's sort of right attached to the Asbury Lanes bowling alley, and they've got a nice diner now. And so that was really fun, and the wedding was fun. Uh, you know, a lot of times weddings are like a little tough for me and Emma because it's like I have a bunch of friends at the wedding because it's somebody I knew like 12 years ago or something, and she doesn't really know anyone there. And then like I feel like I need to get up from the table and go wander around. This is why I hate tables at weddings, by the way. But uh, this one was kind of perfect because we didn't really know anyone there except for the groom, and you can't really talk to him much. It was just you know me, Emma, Sean, and Jesse, and so we just hung out together all weekend. We didn't have to get up. It was kind of great. It was a masquerade wedding. So that was fun. We all wore weird masks. And uh, it was also like uh, the longest Jane has been away from both of us. We were gone two nights. My parents were in town. They helped. And Janet, my mother-in-law, who lives across the driveway, helped. And we got a babysitter a little bit, too. And they all teamed up and pitched in. And it went great. She didn't really mind at all. And just like you know, today and yesterday, she hasn't even actually asked for mommy once. She's, she gets it. People disappear and they come back, which is kind of nice. It's kind of like successful attachment parenting, I think. Uh, and yeah, then, you know, we got home and then my parents left the next day. That was sad. It was just, you know, we just got in the groove of things. Uh, it always takes a little while to adjust and then it gets really good. And my mom's super helpful with the baby, which is really nice. And, and so we were sad they left, but you know, it was okay. We, I also lost my trench coat and my raincoat trench coat sounds so fifties or sort of pervy, I guess, but my raincoat and my prescription sunglasses at the hotel. And it was really frustrating because the next morning I was like, did I leave my sunglasses and overcoat right over there? They're like, no. And then like a week later they called me, but I didn't notice. So then finally yesterday I got in touch with them and they were mailing it back. So that's kind of nice, but I don't know why it took two weeks, half my fault, half their fault. And the other cool thing about that wedding is it was my friend Dan, and he used to be in this band called Plush Gun, and I really loved them. We all really loved them. We met them when just Sean and Jesse were on tour in Freeze Bop with Plush Gun, and, I, and we listened to a bunch of Plush Gun again, and I was like, oh my God, what a good band. And I was talking to Dan about it at the wedding, and I was talking about my new album, and I was like, you should really get into making music again, you know? Like... Uh, I miss my band too, but I've, I've been started to do it. So I was trying to be encouraging about that. That was nice. Anyway, good weekend. Good weekend. Uh, let's see. I got home. My parents left and then I went to New York. I have no recollection of what I did on that trip to New York. Actually, let me see if I can piece that together real quick. Oh yeah, that's right. There were two trips to New York, but that one I remember it was the one before Asbury Park. I forgot about where I saw my friend Ari and my friend Maddox. And then the second night I just stayed in at the hotel and it was lovely. Worked late, watched MSNBC, just chilled in the hotel, got room service. It was awesome. I never do that. Uh, and then the second trip to New York, I, I went to this Webby's event for a bunch of short films that were at one Webby Awards. It was really cool. It was in that basement theater below the public hotel in the Lower East Side. Uh, so I guess I hit two Ian Schrager hotels in like a week. That's kind of creepy. I'm not really proud of that. Uh, but that was really awesome awesome because I saw like a bunch of my old friends. I saw Flood. I saw Basker. I saw Eva. I saw Claire. I saw DMD. And then a bunch of people from the Webbies and I went out afterwards and we went over to Fool's Gold, Dan Macaroon's bar. That was a really good night. And then I walked home and listened to cool music uh, and had some, did I, yeah, I ate dinner at the hotel bar. It was good. Yummy. Then I got home. I flew back to, New to Chapel Hill and I met my friend Lisa 
who was coming to town for a conference. She's going to this conference at the Friday Center in Chapel Hill, and she was landing at the airport right around the same time as I was, and it was like going to be a really crazy weekend for both of us, and we weren't sure if we were going to see each other again, so like I picked her up at the airport. It was awesome, and we drove to the Friday Center, and I dropped her off at her hotel, and I only got to see her for like a half an hour, but it was really nice. I, I love that girl, and I missed her. It was a good time. Uh, but you know, then the weekend came and she had her conference and she has another friend that lives in Chapel Hill. And I had two parties for Jane because it was her second birthday and we had a centering reunion. So then I had this crazy weekend of two birthday parties. Well, two parties, one birthday, one reunion. Saturday was Jane's birthday party. And that was like our friends and a bunch of kids of all ages. And she discovered cookies. And now she's for like five days afterwards. She was like, cookie, cookie, cookie. <laughs> it was super cute and we put a cupcake in front of her and put a candle on it and everybody saying happy birthday she loved it i put some, put a picture of it on instagram stories it's gone now but you know it was super cute and uh emma's friends clara and john came from atlanta to come to the party and clara's like a really good cosplay well john is too but clara like wore her cosplay outfit for halloween and it really made everyone feel inadequate in their their costumes <laughs> she was mantis from uh guardians of the galaxy and she does it so well it was really amazing uh but yeah, it was really fun and then at the end of the party everybody left but like some neighbors of ours were coming home from the state fair and they we told they told we told them they could stop by late so they stopped by and then we had like a second party it was just like the neighbors and me and emma and clara and john and they have this like daughter i think she's about eight or nine and she was like perfect and she with jane and she helped her open all her birthday presents and she just took her out of her hair for like an hour and a half and we just all sat around and drank and it was amazing so that was really nice and then the next day we had the centering reunion. Centering is sort of the birth class slash checkup slash midwife thing that we did when we Emma was pregnant. And there were like about 20 families in it, but about six to eight of them still, it's about eight, eight maybe even 10 do these like reunions every once in a while. This one was pretty small. It was only about six of the couples and six of the babies, but it was super fun and a bunch of babies running around. <laughs> it was really weird. We're just like bunch of two-year-olds running around but it's really interesting because they're they're my peer group for having a kid right because they all we have this class together and they're all born within like four weeks of each other and so, you know uh i've had jane had a checkup like two months ago and she's like in the 38th percentile for height and i was like she doesn't look small i mean she looks small but she's a baby babies are small but seeing her next to like all her like baby peers i was like oh yeah she's really small uh but you know she's like right and you know I, like on the high end for words there's one kid that like he he, he can speak false sentences already it's nuts but most of them are a little bit less verbose than jane i couldn't tell if it was shyness or what but you know she seemed pretty normal in every way so that's always really reassuring but yeah it was a good time <laughs> two two baby parties in two days it was pretty exhausting so needless to say there wasn't really any time to do the podcast i was super overwhelmed and actually so was jane it was super cute at the end of the second party it finished and last people left and emma and i started cleaning the house she was like upstairs and emma took her upstairs and she just wandered off into a corner by herself and just wanted to be left alone and I was like, all right, she just came downstairs and cleaned with me. And Jane was just like, I've had it with people. I need to be by myself for a while. It was really cute. Uh, yeah. And then on Thursday for Halloween, we took her trick-or-treating. So the, the people that came to the first party late, the neighbors were like, you should come trick-or-treating with us. And so we did. We went to this neighborhood next door called Briar Chapel, which is like insane. I mean, I knew there was like big, crazy trick-or-treating in the suburbs, but I never experienced it having grown up in Alaska and all. And it was just like thousands of kids and all these people and they were like 
it was it was nuts and then like people were giving out jello shots to the adults which is kind of nice because i was just wandering around this weird suburbia kind of drunk singing <laughs> suburbia by the pet shop boys and you know jane liked it but she doesn't really understand the concept of trick-or-treating so you know she got like 10 pieces of candy total but she doesn't really know what candy is and she's not really gonna eat it so it didn't really matter anyway you know what i mean but uh yeah it was pretty fun what else has been going on? Let's see. Janet Solar is almost done. Well, it's done. And the uh, electric company finally said that they're good and they stuck the sticker on the meter. But it's going to be like a few more days before it's all certified, which is kind of a bummer because last night we had like three power flickers and power outages because apparently there's this really bad traffic accident on the main road just up the street. And somebody ran into a transformer. So our power was going haywire last night, which was a whole weird spooky thing with a bunch of other stuff that I'll get into later. But that was, yeah, so that was pretty creepy. I'll talk about that when I get to the tech section because it's kind of more tech related. So we'll just move on to music. Discogs, let's see, I sold six things on Discogs. I sold a Nine Inch Nails Broken CD, which uh, was my friend Tikva's. <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys about that. My friend Tikva just sent me all her CDs to sell on Discogs on consignment, so they're all up there now. And uh, then I sold uh, the Moby Go single. That was kind of weird. I bought that like when Go came out <laughs> in like 1992 or something like that. And that person also bought this interesting compilation called Techno Tracks volume four that I bought back then in college, me and my friends, Jen Bose and Kim Sulik and my girlfriend, 80 and a few other people, we would all go to this like techno dance night and we really loved it. And, uh, Haas and, and, and Benny and all these people and, you know, all that stuff was like white label 12 inches and I was buying vinyl then, but it was kind of hard to get it and find it. And so I'd buy those compilations, you know, and this one was called techno tracks Four, and I bought it cause it had homeboy hippie and funky dread double HFD doing start the panic. And it had house of God, the house of God, which is a great song. Uh, so I was a little sad to see that go. Actually, it took me back. Maybe I was like, oh my God, remember those techno dance nights? It was crazy. But uh, yeah, and then I sold a Mark Sanders CD, Swallow Chase. So uh, Jason Pierce, Jay Space Man from Spiritualize, has like a record label sort of, and he put out these like five CDs of like sort of avant instrumental stuff by five different artists. Some of them he appears on. Uh, about 10 years ago and I bought them all and I put them on sale back when I put all my stuff on sale and I should not have because they're not out on vinyl and this is the last one I've sold all the other ones and so that one went and it's a real bummer I shouldn't have sold them I'm super bummed about it because I you know it was pretty complete Spaceman 3 spiritualized collection and now those are gone which is a bummer uh, but I'll live. And then I sold uh, Paula Fraser CD, a place where I know the four track recordings that she did. I bought that at the HMV in London, like 15 years ago when I was visiting Og and it really set me like, I was like, Oh my God, Paula Fraser. One thing about that CD that's awesome is it has like uh, bonus content. You know, I remember how CDs had bonus content and it's just quick time videos. It's not like some weird, like you have to run this application made in Macromedia director. It's just like, there's a second volume on the CD and it's got four quick time videos and they're awesome. Uh, Paula Fraser was the main woman in and vocalist in a band called Tarnation that were briefly on 4AD. Uh, maybe they were just on Guernica, the 4AD spinoff label. Anyway, I really loved Tarnation and I really loved Paula Fraser and selling that CD. I was like, Oh my God, I miss her. And I watched those videos again. They're 
really great. And uh, then I just went into a Tarnation hole and I listened to like all the Paula Frazier and Tarnation albums, which is like kind of hard to find on Spotify because some are under Tarnation, some are under Paula Frazier, and some are under Paula Frazier and Tarnation. Uh, so I had, you know, I've listened to two or three in the past, but she's still going. So I listened to Now It's Time and it's accompanying EP in some time. And I listened to What Is and What Was and Leave the Sad Things Behind. So I listened to like four Tarnation and Paula Frazier records this week. They're all great. I strongly recommend her. You should just start at the beginning though with Gentle Creatures, which is a great record. Uh, it's so good. Is that all there is to the game? Oh, anyway, I can't do it justice. I uh, didn't see any live shows. There's some bands playing in the lobby at the Asbury each night, uh, kind of rock and roll, folky kind of thing, but I you know, didn't really pay attention to them. So no live shows. I've just been not really into it. There's a bunch of stuff. I should have gone to the Angel Olsen show at Hot River Ballroom. Ugh. But, you know, it's hard with a baby, and I'm always tired, and blah. I skipped Luna, too, but... What are you going to do, man? I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Uh, still listening to that Angel Olsen album a lot. I have it on vinyl. I accidentally bought two copies. They're two different colors. So I guess I'll just keep those. <laughs> Uh, I listen to it like every day, though. It is a fantastic record. And then there's a new Swans live album, and it's so good. It's called Leaving Meaning. It's a double LP, and I got it on vinyl, and it's amazing. It's on Spotify if you want to check it out. I strongly recommend it. And the guy I bought that from on Discogs, I have a want list on Discogs, and one of the, he had like a very cheap copy of the repress of Firstborn is Dead by Nick Cave, and I didn't have that on vinyl. Only had it on CD, and I sold that. So I bought that and listened to that a lot this week. That's a good record. It's better than I remember, actually. I used to think it was a little boring, but it's a good record. And then my last uh, shipment from the Merge Club, they had a uh, Merge membership this year, Born Under a Good Sign for, I think, whatever, 25th anniversary, 30th, whatever year that is. I think it's 30 now. Uh, and the last one had two records in it. it had the self-titled Polvo EP, which I haven't listened to in like 20 years. I was like, oh my God. And so that was really great. And then it had a holiday sampler called You Wish, the Merge Records holiday sampler, which is, I think, also on Spotify, but it's really good. I'm not really good. Don't really go in for holiday samplers very much, but that was solid, man. It's, it, I've listened to it like twice now, but now I'm just going to wait until the uh, holidays come, but I'll be listening to that a lot over the holidays. Uh, other new music since I last talked to you. I think I left off while just giving the Kim Gordon new record a first solo record a spin. It's called No Home Record, and I've decided it's awesome. I was a little dubious, but it's fucking fantastic. It's really, really good. I strongly recommend it. It is perhaps the most solid single release from anybody in Sonic Youth since the breakup, and that is saying a lot, I know. There have been a lot of them, and I've listened to most of them, but yeah, it's really good. I wasn't really into our last band, that body headband. I didn't care for it at all, and if you didn't either, you should still give this one a chance. Uh, and then I listened to a album by The New Year that I didn't know existed. I thought there were only two, but apparently there's a third one called Snow that I just missed. I don't know how I missed that. So I listened to that, and that was awesome. I ordered a copy, but it hasn't showed up yet. Uh, then I watched and listened to the Taylor Swift Tiny Desk Concert. <laughs> uh, and it was cute. Uh, I actually watched it twice because I had to watch it again with Emma. And then I also listened to the Sharon Van Etten Tiny Desk Concert. I guess now I'm into Tiny Desk Concerts. I'll explain that in a moment. Uh, the Grace Potter album, the Grace Potter album called Daylight, which is pretty awesome. It's kind of, I liked it. It kind of reminded me of the good Florence and the Machine record, uh, the one I really love. Uh, I can't remember, Machine, uh, what's it called? The one with like, no light, no light. 
whatever that album it's really good uh and then there's a new fools album called part two everything not saved will be lost which is i think a companion to their last album it sounds a lot like it it's really good though uh, if you're into fools there's a new another one it's really great and then i gave uh jesus is king by kanye west a listen and uh you know actually i kind of like it more than most people do it's getting a lot of bad reviews and i don't really care i mean whatever it's just an album but it's very well produced it's very intricate very interesting i don't care about the jesus thing and i, I most of the time when i listen to hip-hop i don't really listen to words anyway <laughs> i mean i do but i you know i'm very much more into i talked a lot about this with my friend doug i'm very much more into the production of hip-hop and uh, this album is actually i don't even know i mean you know i'm making music now right and i'm mixing and stuff and i'm like i have no idea how he pulled that off it's intense but uh, i guess a lot of people don't really like it so i don't know maybe i'm a weirdo i'm gonna give it a few more listens though but i, I think it was pretty impressive it's an impressive feat i'm always very interested in his album sonically even though i can't stand the guy just had to do a little bit of adjusting there because my audio file was really short because the last podcast I did was like 20 minutes long. <laughs> this one's going to be a lot longer because I haven't done it in three weeks. So I had to push back the ending stuff. Sorry about that. Bear with me here. Let's see. Moving on to TV. I've been watching some MSNBC, keeping up with the impeachment hearings. They're moving way too slow for my liking. It's kind of driving me crazy. So I've dropped out again. Uh, Emma and I, well, Emma, I don't know. I guess we're watching it. I don't feel good about it, but I'm, we're watching the Great British Baking Show. But I do feel good about it because I'm really into it, even though I can't eat baked goods. I don't know. It's kind of a conundrum. I have a lot of opinions. We watched, uh, haven't watched the finals of either one yet because Emma's gone, but the, the current season and then the season previous, uh, the sixth season, we've watched all nine episodes of each, but not the finals. Uh, you know, I was really pissed off when Manon got kicked out instead of Raul, even though Raul just flubbed everything that that episode in season six. Oh, that's a spoiler. I shouldn't have said that. Anyway, uh, it's all very fascinating. They all have Instagrams. They're all really active on it. Uh, yeah, it makes you want to bake, except for why would you bake? Because it's unhealthy. And, you know, they're like, oh, coconut oil is amazing. I mean, coconut oil is like probably the most poisonous food on the planet that isn't made out of meat. But <laughs> you know, so you're always like, I want baked goods. And you're like, no, you can't have baked goods. They're bad for you. They just kind of leave that out. Everybody's like fit and eating baked goods. And I'm just like, Arr. but it's very well done, actually. Other than that, uh, it's pretty interesting. And uh, we're still watching The Good Place, but I'm kind of not really into this season. I'm a little bored. I have to admit it. Maybe it's lost its charm. Maybe it's just me. I don't really know. We're still watching Adventure Time. And now there's new Adventure Time coming on HBO, so it's like, oh, God, we have to watch the rest of this before those come, and we're so far behind. I mean, we did watch, like, the last three seasons in the old days, and we, you know, now we're catching up, so maybe we could skip them, but I don't really want to skip them. I'm trying to remember the whole mythology now, so I don't really know. We're going to have to figure that out. SNL, I watched uh, the new SNL last night with Chance of the Rapper. He was hilarious because he could not keep a straight face. He was very good in his skits, but he couldn't keep a straight face a single time. Uh, and then when Clara and John were here, they, they enjoyed the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, and I've been very fascinated fascinated with it and my neighbor actually was really into it too and john and my neighbor were like going on about how awesome it was and john was like we'll watch the first episode again so we watched that and i was a little drunk so it was like hard to keep up <laughs> it was like 15 minutes and i'm like oh this is a prequel <laughs> and they're like yeah rick it's a prequel but it was very well done i want to watch the rest of it except for it's so profoundly deep fantasy it's hard for me to care i'm more of a sci-fi guy i mean i guess i'm a wizards guy i like harry potter and lord of the rings but i don't know i want to keep I want it beautiful visually so i really want to keep up with that 
And then uh, I finally started watching Watchmen last night, and we didn't really care about it, so I'm watching it without her. I watched the first episode last night, and wow, that was intense and crazy and totally fascinating, and I have no idea where they're going with it. I mean, I guess I do a little bit, but uh, yeah, I was skeptical, but man, it's so good. It really is. People weren't kidding. Everybody said that, but you know, it's, it's really rare. Somebody's like, it's amazing, then you watch it, and you're like, wow, yeah, no, they're right. That is really amazing. Uh, and then, uh, so there's this whole YouTube thing. I've been like, watching youtube videos like in the evening when jane's like playing or you know we're like putting her to bed or something you can't really watch something long and uh also because of that music tech help guy that i was watching all those logic videos and then i was playing with the youtube app and apple tv and it's all fucked up because like it logs you in on my gmail account except for way back when i had a, i have a youtube account and then at some point youtube made you merge your youtube account to a gmail account so like my list list youtube account which is like where all my watch lists are and all my videos that I've posted and everything is underneath my Gmail account and on the desktop it works fine you can just switch between them but on the Apple TV app you just can't get to your other account and I'm like oh god so I like tediously opened two windows incognito window logged into both of them and like resubscribed every YouTube playlist I had resubscribed to on my listless account which is like 50 playlists over to my Gmail account and it's still kind of a bummer because all my posted videos are on the list list and I can't do anything about that. But anyway, so now like it's actually pretty good now that all those videos are there. So like I, you know, I can just go in and like look at my latest, all my subscriptions and be like, oh, somebody posted a video and watch it, which is why I've been watching tiny desk concerts and Lego videos and, and logic videos and the Mandalorian preview and sub pop videos. It's kind of, it's fun. It's fun. I'm into it. Uh, so that was, you know, why I mentioned YouTube earlier and tiny desk concerts. Uh, that's not very interesting, but anyway, that's what happened. And then movies, it's kind of a bummer because there's so many movies I want to see right now. There's lighthouse, there's Western stars, the Springsteen movie, there's motherless Brooklyn, there's zombie land two. I want to see a current war. There's like three others and I haven't been able to go to a movie and this is the third weekend because there's the Asbury park weekend, the double baby party. And now I'm kind of watching Jane all weekend. So I think like, they're going to start going away from the theaters and I'm going to miss a bunch of them. And it really bums me out. But, you know, sometimes life, life finds a way to interfere. So no movies. I did buy the uh, Le Creuset Porg Pie Bird, though. I'm very excited about that. Le Creuset is a Star Wars collection, which makes no sense at all, except for the Porg Pie Bird. And I... Uh, I use my pie bird. I do own a pie bird and I use it once a year at Thanksgiving, sometimes twice a year at Christmas too. And I was like, well, I need a porg one. That's like the only good Star Wars Le Creuset mashup you can, that really makes sense. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. That's going to be great. So let's see books. I finished that Kim Krasan books by in the house of Anna East Nin. I think I had finished that last time I was talking to you. So it was great. If you're in Anna East Nin and uh, very informative about her later years of her weird life, and then I read The New Naomi Klein, On Fire, The Burning Case for a Green New Deal, which is, I think, I can't remember what I mentioned about books last time, man. I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, if you don't want to delve into all of her, This Changes Everything, her sort of large manifesto about the environment, uh, On Fire is a much shorter book. It's like 250 pages. I strongly recommend it. Uh, I feel so pumped and, and ready to do shit every time I read one of them. I think she is like one of the best thinkers of modern times. I mean... She changed my entire outlook on advertising with no logo. Like the shock doctrine is hugely interesting. I mean, she's just, she's brilliant. It's crazy. 
man, that woman, she's, she's not fucking around, man. Anyway, I strongly recommend it. Get involved, man. Let's do something. Right. And then, uh, so I think I mentioned this, like the MacArthur genius grants came out and I like every year, I never really heard of any of them. And there's uh, this woman named Elizabeth Anderson. I went to college with or high school with a woman named Elizabeth Anderson. So I started looking to her and to her and, but it's not the same one, but she, uh, her whole thing is, uh, she wrote uh, a book called private government. It's not really a book. It's lectures. It's like her, you know, her thinking about this. It's sort of interesting. It's sort of like corporations are private governments and, uh, we all kind of live in oppressive regimes. <laughs> You know, there's there's the state government, of course, the, the the government we live under, and then there's these private governments, and you know, it's very it's very linguistic argument. Governments, you know, are like things we buy into that oversee us, and blah blah blah, and and it's not a hundred percent convincing. But she kind of doesn't really care because she's just like, well, we need to think about it this way. And when you think about it that way for yourself, you know, like the, this book is really interesting. It's sort of it's two lectures she gave on private government, and then three rebuttals. I can't by three different people. The only one I remember is Tyler Cohen and then her response to the rebuttals and the rebuttals are kind of like what you think they would be right like well it's different than uh it's different than real governments because it's easier to leave you can just quit and it is a contract and blah 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 and she's like yeah all this and they don't really exercise that power all the time she's like no yeah for rich people or you know executives people like that it's not that bad but I'm really talking about the masses and labor and she cites all these crazy examples of people being fired for not going to political rallies or dating someone or you know getting raped and it's just like a mess and and uh, she doesn't really, she's, you know, she even says, she's like, my job here is not to tell you how this should be. Otherwise, my job is to get people acknowledging that we all live under these basically communist dictatorships in our places of employment. And I'm like, all right, I get your point. Uh, that makes sense. I buy it. But there's nothing to be done with that because she even says it. She's like, I'm just trying to change people's thinking. I'm like, all right, I get it. So I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I'm like, that's, I, I want to like do more research. Like it's a good theory and it's, it's interesting. I want to do more research on her. Like, is that all you got to do to win a genius grant is like make up kind of an interesting theory and do some lectures and write a book. I, there's gotta be more to it, but, uh, it's interesting. It's a good book. I'm almost done. I'll finish it this week. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Has anybody else read her and would he know anything about it and talk about her or anything like, let me know if you're, if you're familiar with the works of Elizabeth Anderson. I am very curious. All right, work. Work is going well. Doing a bunch of hiring. Finished the financial audit. Yay! I made him give me a copy of it so I could print it out. I want to buy a little pedestal and stick it on it. The sock audit. Sock audit one. Level one is done, and we'll move moving into sock audit one level two soon, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, sock audits. Uh, yeah, so I got, got a bunch of exciting new demand partners. Got a, sold into a few other big publishers, pitching a few other big ones. I never really talk about those in detail on here. Uh, writing a bunch of job descriptions. Going to do a bunch more hiring in January, but we are right now hiring for a solutions engineer and account person. We just hired two new back. Well, hired one back end person. Put the offer out to the other one. Oh, I hope they sign. Uh, so yeah, it's going pretty well going into the holiday season. So it'll be getting crazier and crazier, which is exciting. And, uh, yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. So then here's the other weird thing that's been going on. It's kind of this kind of under tech. There's this dude who's like harassing me on the internet to give up my two letter Twitter handle. He like threatened my family and like Google a bunch of public information about me. Got my address wrong, but you know, he's like, I know where you live your wife's name is Emma and your daughter's name is Jane. I'm like, yeah, okay. You can figure that out off my Instagram. That's literally my Twitter bio. That's, that's, that's smart of you. And he's like, give me this account right now in an hour or bad things will happen. 
And I, it was like 11 p.m. Last, last night, two nights ago. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not giving you the account, so go ahead and do your worst. Also, I'm going to bed, so if you're going to keep threatening me, do it in the morning. Uh, and then I just went to sleep. And I told, and he's like, tell your wife to expect a phone call. So I told him, and she's like, oh, I can't answer the phone anyway. And he didn't call her. And uh, so then, you know, it left me alone for a day. And then yesterday he started bugging me again, but it was like much more polite. It was like, hi, did you miss me? And I'm like, dude, you just threatened my whole family. What makes you think I want to talk to you? Uh, so I blocked, you know, he's like using iMessage and he's messaging me with an email address, uh, Ryan, at gmail.com. It's like Ryan, iMessage. And then, you know, I blocked it and then he did the thing. I don't know if you know, you can do this, but you can take your email address, like, you know, first name at Gmail and you can do first name plus sign and then anything you want. And it makes like a different email address, but it still goes to you. It's a, it's a nifty trick. Like I use it for my Twitter accounts, right? Like each Twitter account is my email address plus something to me, that Twitter account. And, uh, so, but I and when you block an email account, it doesn't block the pluses. So he's just like, you think you can block me like that? I'm like, well, I guess I can't cause Apple sucks and they didn't do this right. Nor does it take a wildcard character. So you can't just block plus asterisk. So I'm just like, okay, whatever. So I blocked that one too. Um, and then, you know, I turned off accepting messages from, well, you can't turn it off, but you can say, don't notify me when messages come in, if they're not in my contacts. So I did that. So it doesn't really beep and bug me anymore. And then I turned off some other stuff today, did a bunch of security stuff. Everything was pretty, I got my security is pretty locked down because of work, obviously, you know, your security keys and non SMS 2FA and everything, but just did a sort of audit of all that. And I'm just like, man, the internet sucks. Like some dudes threatens your family. Cause you got a two letter Twitter account. Like what a bummer. That's just not cool. You know? So yeah, it's like kind of stressed me out. So then last night, you know, he was bugging me and then, uh, that car hit the, uh, transformer down the street. So and then there's sirens and I was like, Oh God, did this dude swat me? Which wouldn't be that bad because you know, I'm friends with the guy that works at the sheriff's department. That'd be, you know, I could deal with that. Uh, and then I, you know, then the power started flickering, then the internet went out and then Emma called and I was telling her all this. And then like, she was driving on the interstate in the nighttime and she ran over a tire and then it was like stuck under her car. And then she had to pull over on the side of the interstate and like, look under her car and like, see if there's a tire stuck under there. And I was just like, Oh, this is, I hate this. Every time I stay home alone, I always feel a little bit spooky, but it's definitely worse when some dude's like, give me your Twitter handle. Uh, it was kind of a bummer. I'm just like, uh, fucking internet, man. Someday I'm going to get off the thing. Not this podcast though. You guys are swell. I like podcasts. And then when he talks back, it's nice. So yeah, that's going on, which kind of sucks. And, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, other tech stuff, Apple TV plus launched and, you know, I got a free year because I got my phone. So I was poking around on it last night and I was like, I don't really want to watch any of this stuff except for maybe that Apollo show for all mankind. I might give that a whirl. That was the only one that looked good. See that Jason Momoa one is just getting like kind of ripped to shreds in its reviews, but that makes me kind of watch it. I want to watch it actually. I don't know. I don't have any time. I watch like an hour of TV a night if I'm lucky. So I don't know, but yeah, that's happening. Then Disney plus is in like two weeks with the Mandalorian. And I want to watch that. And then HBO is doing a plus thing and it's different than HBO go. And now I'm like, do I have to pay HBO twice? That is stupid. I don't want to do that. That's going to piss me off. So I don't know what's up with that. It's like whole thing. I called this like five, six years ago. I used to argue with people on the internet back when I thought arguing on the internet was a useful, useful 
productive use of your time. I don't do it anymore, but I was like, you're not going to like it when the cable, like cable breaks and you have to buy all these things. There was like, no, it's stupid. It should be a la carte. And I'm just like, oh yeah, now you're all reaping your way. So in the old days you could pay 200 bucks and get really fast internet in every channel. And now you got to pay like for your internet, which if you want really fast internet is basically 200 bucks. And then you got to pay like 10 to 20 bucks for every channel. And there's like 10 of them that are mildly interesting, right? Apple, Disney, HBO, Hulu, Netflix, uh, God, I don't even know. There's like at least five or six more that probably are interesting criterion I have. So it's like, cool. Now we're all spending 400 bucks. This is awesome. Yay. This is the future we asked for. We literally insisted upon this. <laughs> Why did we do that to ourselves? It was so dumb. Ugh, made me bad. Anyway, projects. My album is done and music to the music guy, music tech help guy that's mixing it. He's got sent me two songs. He's supposed to send the rest of this weekend. So I'm very excited. The two sounded awesome. I almost want to put one at the end of this podcast, but I had two slight tweaks to them. So it's going to be a little bit, but I'm going to debut them on the podcast. Hopefully the first one I will debut in two weeks. I'm very excited. They sound so good. And it's been so long now, right? It's been like a month since I finished working on them. So like, it's kind of cool. It's like I'm into my songs again. I'm working on the second album and it's pretty sweet. I got like five sort of beginnings of songs, but then I had this, I had a new secret project. I realized I never told you about my old secret project, but it didn't work out. So you never get to hear about it. So that's probably what's going to happen with this one, but it took up all my time for the last two weeks and it involved a lot of other people. I needed to get working on it. It was like eight people I had to talk to. So it was just like endless phone calls and like explanations and documents. And, but, uh, I got the project done. Uh, uh, yesterday yeah yesterday sent it off so that might be the end of it or there might be more I don't really know yet but uh, you know it's kind of like Gimli said in Lord of the Rings right certainty of death small chance of success what are we waiting for and I was like it's probably I think there's like a 10% chance this could work out but it was like too good to pass up and not try so I, get, I went for it but uh, we will find out. We will find out. And then I talked to something like uh, Hamish at Substack. I don't know if you guys know Substack. It's one of those email list management things. Uh, when he started t- uh, talking about my ad economics book, and I was like, well, yeah, I got this book, and I want to do it, but I don't really have time, and I couldn't sell it, but I know how to do it now. And he was like, yeah, you know, some really good books have come out of Substacks, like Luke O'Neill. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Luke. He's like, you know Luke? I'm like, oh, yeah, not from tech. Back in the Boston rock and roll days with <laughs> the good north. Uh, it's crazy. Luke is doing so well and it's just like he was like well I didn't know you Luke and then he mentioned another one and I was like yeah I know that guy too <laughs> it's just like Jesus you. but uh so that is an option I might do that tell me what you think about that it wouldn't be for another like six months to a year though I think but I, I it's still it's still there and then like a couple days ago in my sleep I had this epiphany about a reorganization of the book I was like oh it makes much more sense that way I want to do it that way now so I might tack I start tackling it again if secret project doesn't work out and the first album's done and second album's going well, I might actually start thinking about tackling that book again. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, let's see. Health. I'm quitting my e-cigarette. I'm almost like basically I've run out of fluids and I'm just sucking on empty e-cigarettes now. <laughs> it's really painful and I don't like it. Uh, the last couple times I could get over it in like a day or two, but this time it's just like, Ugh. but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then, you know, the other day I was lying in bed. This is before a man started threatening my family about a Twitter account. But I was like, you know what? Today was a perfect day. It was a perfect day. This is what I dreamed about when I was younger. I 
hung out with my daughter. I made rock and roll music. I listened to my rock and roll songs that a guy mixed. I worked on a really cool tech project. I worked on another cool tech thing with my cool company. I hung out with my beautiful wife and my beautiful house and this beautiful sunny day by this beautiful pond. And I was like, I need to appreciate this shit more. Being a depressed person sucks because like I worked really hard my whole life to get all of this stuff here. And it's really awesome. And like, oh, I read my book, my cool book. Uh, one good thing I'll say about private government, it is a fantastic history of a lot of sort of intellectual thinking from the levelers, Adam Smith, uh, John Locke, and, and, and Lincoln, and, you know, kind of pieces together, answers a lot of those mysterious questions about liberals and conservatives and when they flipped around business and freedom and business. And so I was like, it's just a great day, you know, that was a great day. Why don't I like appreciate this more? I'm going to forget about this. So I made a vow to not forget about it. And I'm telling you guys now, depression sucks, man. You know? I'm not that depressed. I am very, I mean, I am a depressed person, but I keep it very, like, I stay healthy. I manage it. It hasn't been a problem in uh, three or four years now. It got really bad around when I first moved here. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? But it's been good the last few years. And I, you know, it could be even better though, right? Good is just sort of good. And I'm like, what an amazing day. What an amazing life I have. And I, I was a good feeling. And I hope I have it again sometime. talking to you guys i missed you man i'm sorry i went three weeks uh at least it was like i haven't been catching up on your podcast i was like don't worry they're short these days it's like half an hour every two weeks she's like okay okay i'll try and catch up but three weeks that's that's even worse i'm sorry about that but yeah you know it's good you guys are helpful i hope it helps you too i hope you're having a lovely holiday or fall i hope you're having a lovely autumn take care <laughs>